Hi everyone, and welcome to Fashion Decipher. This episode, we'll be speaking about sunglasses and the most iconic ones that we feel made an impact. Sunglasses are a thing that I think almost everybody has had a pair. Uh, they either covered a pair, um, they had to wear a pair because you have prescriptions um, and you may have transition lenses um, or you wore them for fun. Um, you know, sunglasses, I think, is something that at least everybody can relate to at some point in their life. Um, so let's get into it and let's get into like the purpose of sunglasses and like the companies who make them and who, do, you know, which sunglasses that we feel um, just were the, the top ones of all time. So sunglasses basically were invented to as a form of protective eyewear to prevent bright lights or sunlight from damaging your eyes. So the question is, how did a visual A become a representation of something that's cool? You can mainly think music and Hollywood for making them a fashion accessory. Um, you know, in music, the popularity goes across from all genres, from blues, rock and roll, hip hop. You know, sunglasses has been a mainstay in wardrobe music royalty, you know, which of course leads fans to adopt their favorite musician styles. So they then want to wear the same shades that the musicians wear. So today we're going to talk about some of the top brands that were popularized by the musicians in all genres. So let's get into rock. So Bono of U2 was quoted in Rolling Stone magazine saying that wearing shades was part vanity, part privacy, and part light sensitivity. <laughs> he went on to say that he believes that he's the Amelda Marcos of sunglasses. And if you don't know who Amelda Marcos is, she's a Filipino politician who was the first lady of the Philippines. Her and her husband stole billions from the country. Um, and with that money, Amelda Marcos amassed over 3,000 pairs of shoes. So what Bono was saying is that he owns that many, probably owns that many sunglasses. Um, in blues, you have musicians like B.B. King. He consistently wore aviators. Um, you got John Lennon, and he wore round frames all the time. Um, Elvis Presley wore dark rimmed aviators, I believe. And in um, uh, Soul, um, Ray Charles wore wraparounds and R&B, Stevie Wonder World, Alpina, and ones we're going to talk about those because those are like one of my favorites. And we just can't forget the huge impact that hip hop has had on eyewear from brands like Kazal, Porsche, Cartier. Um, Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC wore Kazal 607s. You know, those are extremely iconic. And if anyone, you know, has either, you know, tried to be like Run DMC or dressed like Run DMC, um, and if you can't afford the original Kazals because they're highly expensive now and rare, um, I think they still do make them though, but they're expensive. Um, you probably had a pair of Gazelles. But, you know, let's talk about the two brands that manufacture all the sunglasses made from most of the luxury brands that we know. So, Luxottica is the top producing sunglass manufacturer for various luxury companies. Their clients consist of Chanel, Prada, Tiffany, Armani, Burberry, Versace, Dolce Gabbana, Miu Miu, Tory Burch, Ralph Lauren, and more. You know, it's a vertically integrated company, which means it, that it does two or more of their own stages of production, um, operated by separate companies under the umbrella. So Luxottica basically owns 80% of the market share of companies that produce corrective and protective eyewear. And many retailers like Opticals of Aspen and Optical Departments in Target. So they run those as well. Um, and then I think they also do eye insurance groups such as iMed. And Safilo is the second largest company to manufacture glasses. Their clients are Dior, Celine, Pierre Cardin, Fendi, Givenchy, Carrera, and Masoni. Um, they make sports eyewear, ski goggles, helmets, and military-grade eyewear. 
So now let me know two of the top brands, um, just so you know that these are the people who make some of the, all the glasses that you see. Um, but you do have people who still produce in-house like Cartier. They, you know, are run by Richemont and they make their own glasses within their own brand. So that's not part of Luxottica or Cephalo. So now let's jump into some of the top sunglasses you may or may not know, or you may know and don't think you know. But anyway, um, one of the first ones we're going to talk about is Porsche Carrera's 5620s. Um, if you're a fan of hip hop and you know old school hip hop or, you know, just some of the classic hip hop from the 80s, you know Kumo D. He's been an avid wearer of these sunglasses. He has never taken a photo without them until later years. He has now since switched them, switched them up for smaller aviator frames. Um, in most of his covers, like album covers, he was seen wearing those glasses. There's only one other person that, that has rivaled making these glasses famous, and that is Yoko Ono, musician and wife of John Lennon. She was first seen wearing these sunglasses on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine in 1981. So who wins this battle? <laughs> it is up to who believes uh, which individual has more of an impact on those who brought them. So if you were a fan of Yoko Ono and John Lennon and you've seen her wear them and you coveted them because she had them on, then that's the person you believe won. Same thing with Kumo D. So speaking of Carrera, um, let's talk about the, the brand itself. You know, Carrera is an Austrian brand that was founded in 1956 by Wilhelm Anger. Um, he was the first sports eyewear maker and Anger developed and patent Optil, which is a process which heat hardened plastic weighing less than 20% than acetate. The result of this, um, you know, reduced allergic reactions to glasses and improved fit of the glasses and memory by the elasticity and stability of each of the glasses. So now Carrera is owned by Cephalo and the patent that Anger created is owned by them as well. And one of the most famous models of Carreras is 5622s. Al Pacino wore them in the movie Scarface for his role, Tony Montana. And so much so they were so, you know, part of his, you know, look in that movie, they are now dubbed the Tony Montanas. Don Johnson also wore a pair of Carreras in Miami Vice. Um, he wore 5512s and Carrera dropped off in popularity for some time. There was like a long period of time that people really weren't wearing them. And it wasn't until Kanye West popped on wearing them. And that also spiked Jay-Z and music mogul Diddy for wearing them as well. So, you know, that's just a little bit about Porsche Carrera um, and uh, Carreras themselves. So now let's get into some regional look eyewear. So Laura Biagigotti was an Italian designer that had one of the largest fashion houses in Italy. The brand produced women's wear, men's wear, watches, and accessories. The key accessories from her brand were sunglasses. So Bevy Smith, media personality, posted um, a Laura Biagigotti ad that had model Cindy Crawford modeling her signature sunglasses from the 80s. Um, and in the post, Bevy points out that people falsely believe that everyone from the five boroughs dressed the same. And if you're a New Yorker, you know that's not true. Especially in the 80s and 90s, everybody had their own distinct style. Even if we had some of the same pieces, there were things that we did wear that was different. Um, you know, we put our own spin on a look. If you were from Brooklyn or Queens or Harlem or the Bronx, you switched it up. Um, and, you know, Bevy went on to say, and to quote, she said, when the rest of hip hop nation was rocking Cazelles, we, Harlemites, because she's from Harlem, uh, were wearing Laura Biagigotti frames. And Biagigotti passed away in 2017, and she was known um, as the queen of cashmere due to her use of fine wool and cashmere, which at the time was not used in fashion. 
So that's some regional eyewear um, that, you know, people were wearing in New York City, specifically Harlem. Um, let's move on to Alpina M1s. I mentioned them earlier because this is the brand that Stevie Wonder wore. Um, and I've always remembered these glasses from seeing on some of his album covers. So Alpina M1, um, the brand itself, Alpina, is known for high-performance winter eyewear, kind of like Carreras. Um, the German brand has been a fan favorite of many winter sports athletes. And just because Alpina was a brand that made sports gear didn't mean that they slacked in style. Alpina's vintage glasses were some of the most bold and flashy sunglasses since they dropped in the 1980s. The Model M1s have been one of the favorites among hip-hop artists and R&B artists. One of the first people I remember wearing these, and as I mentioned this, Alpina M1s is Stevie Wonder. On his album cover of Power Time Lover, also in other pictures where he posed in front of a keyboard with various other keyboards behind him. Um, since then, Al Alpina M1s have been worn by Kanye West, Rick Ross, Jay-Z, and others. So that's the one that I, I mean, I remember seeing him on album covers and just like in um, photographs. And those are the glasses I remember him wearing. Just, I mean, absolutely floored at those, those glasses. So let's move on to Cartier. We mentioned them earlier. And I mentioned them in reference to Richemont is the one who still makes them. That's still done in-house within the brand. Cartier's C decor was developed and delivered back in 1990. These frames have a huge cultural impact of the city of Detroit. So much so that the Detroit governor, Gretchen Whitmer, wore a pair at the request of the city during the COVID online music festival when introducing some of the hip hop artists. Detroit gave Cartier's C decor nicknames as Big C, Woods, or White Buffs. The woods were named that due to the thick wooden temples. The white buffs is attributed to the temples that are made out of white buffalo horn. And the purer of the white buffalo, like without the streaks, um, the more valuable that they are. And a lot like Cazelle's, Cartier's seed decor was tied to the violence of the city of Detroit, which it didn't start out that way. Um, in the beginning, they were a lot of, you know, a lot of just working class people bought those glasses. And later they became the glasses that hustlers and drug dealers wore. Um, and the hype of C decors grew due to Detroit rappers taking on the look. Um, and there's a lot of songs out of Detroit from a lot of Detroit rappers that references white buffs, woods, or big C's. And the late rapper Pop Smoke from Brooklyn further renewed the demand of these glasses. Um, even Lawrence Fishburne's character Pops on the TV show Blackish wore a pair on season three, episode one. And Cartier C decors range anywhere from $1,200 to $4,000. Also, under Cartier, we have two different gloss uh, styles, which is Bagatelle and Giverny's. And these two styles are also popular within the city of Detroit. Um, Quavo from uh, the rap group Migos wore a pair of diamond crusted Giverny's. Um, these two glasses are siblings. Um, and they're related, and the only thing different about them is the shape of the lenses. Bagatelle has round lenses, and Giverny's have oval. Straightbacks got the name from the way that Cartier manufactures them. They heat the tip of the white buffalo horn and bend it down towards the curve of, over the ear. As the buffalo ages, the curve straightens out and gives them the nickname straightbacks. They run anywhere from five to $10,000. So those are some of the top Cartier um, frames. And I'm sure there's more, but those are the ones that, you know, we think is iconic. So we spoke a little bit in the Cartier post about um, like the frames being tied to violence. So let's move on to Cazelle because I didn't mention Cazelle in that, in that part. And, you know, this eyewear and it was and still is synonymous with hip hop fashion. 
The brand was created by Greek-born Austrian raised Carl Zanoni, and a lot like the brand Adidas, Carl took the first two letters of his first name and the last three letters of his last name and created the name Kazal. The line debuted in 1979, and it struck gold within the hip-hop community. Dal McDaniels of Run DMC wore the glasses regularly. The frames he rocked was Model 607. And sometime after DMC wore the glasses, the popularity of Kazals took off. Dal Robinson of the Fat Boys wore Kazals as well as Spike Lee's character Mars Blackman in She's Gotta Have It. The brand represented some of the most distinctive and creative styles at the time. They were definitely a staple in the 80s, um, even so much so now. Um, I remember my parents going to Cohen's Optical on Delancey Street in the LES, and I believe that particular branch was like the largest, and it had so many frames to choose from. My mom would do this walk, this circumference walk around the outside of the store to look at all the frames before going inside. And to this day, my mom has like three pairs of Cazals left. Um, and those are models, um, 957, made in 1988, and that one she has in the colors black and gold. Um, and she has two other Kazals, um, and those are both model 960, made in 1994 or 1995. And she has that in black and gold and tortoiseshell print, which is a brown and gold. Um, and they're all in pristine condition. They are still a mainstay in hip hop culture today, so much so that Rihanna's Fenty brand um, made a pair of sunglasses that were inspired by the Kazal prototype that were never made. She calls them anti-socials. Um, other artists still rocking Kazals are Will Smith, Gwen Stefani, Al Pacino, Brad Pitt, and the list goes on. Kazals by no means were cheap back in the day, and they're still currently expensive now. They were manufactured with the highest grade of materials, um, so they were quality sunglasses. And in the 1980s, the price tag st uh, started towards $500. So due to the popularity and the price point, they became a hot ticket on the street, a lot like Detroit and Cartier glasses. Um, New York Times will report sunglasses theft as much as they would report Jordan sneaker robberies. Taking Kazals were such a commonplace in the Northeast, Philadelphia had a rap group called the Kazals Boys, and they had a song named Snatching Kazals. So, you know, Kazals has such a, you know, an impact, they still do, and my mother was a big, big fan of them. So now we're gonna move on to Versace 424s. And you may not know the name of it, 424, but you have seen them. And to be honest, you know, Biggie was the one, rap, the late rapper Biggie Smalls was the one who really made these sunglasses popular. Um, and everybody wanted a pair of Versace's when Biggie wore them. Um, he wore them in the One More Chance video. He wore them in the Hypnotize video. Biggie had elevated his style because he would wear high and low and he wore designers like, you know, Coogee sweaters. He wore Versace button downs. He mixed them with Kango hats and Hamburg hats. It's like the fedora with the dent. Um, you know, and he added these frames. And these frames were currently, are currently available due to a re-release by Versace. And they have now renamed the frames Medusa Biggie Sunglasses on their site. And I think they run for $303, which is not a bad price. Um, I think they're slightly different. Biggie's sunglasses, I think, were more oval. And I think the Medusa, uh, new Medusa versions have more of an octagonal shape across the top. So that I definitely think that I may be buying those <laughs> for my wardrobe. Um, so on to the next uh, set of uh, iconic glasses is Jean-Paul Gaultier. Tupac made this model famous, and the model is 560174. You may not know the numbers again, but you have seen them. He wore those often, and when you, seen the, when you see the frames, you could tell why. 
Um, Jean-Paul Gaultier really was a fan of steampunk style and the glasses, you know, reflected that. Um, you know, steampunk style leaned heavily on like round brass frames and, ex and exposed metal accessories. Um, you could see the working parts on the side of the frames where you can kind of adjust the arms of the temples on the side. It has like moving parts. So that definitely is, is a very iconic uh, sunglass. They are very expensive. If you can find them, they're extremely rare. Now let's get into Louis Vuitton Millionaires. Back when Marc Jacobs was the creative director over Louis Vuitton, he brought so many ideas to the table. Um, and this was the start of LV and artist collaborations. Marc Jacobs brought in artists such as Stephen Sprouse, Takashi Murakami, Richard Prince, and Cindy Sherman, and others. Um, you know, and he also had the wherewithal to tap into streetwear culture. He collaborated with the multi-talented Pharrell and Nigo, founder of the clothing line debate, to create a line of sunglasses for LV. Um, and the core of what LV got were a pair of sunglasses that were inspired by Carrera and classic aviators, and they named them the Millionaires. These glasses were so popular that the new creative director currently, um, streetwear designer Virgil Abloh of Off-White, released a slightly different version called the Millionaire 1.1s. So you see those frames, they're so dope. They um, have that aviator style to them and they have like lines of gold streaks and it has like the LV buckle on the side of the temple. Dope sunglasses, extremely rare, extremely hard to find the originals. Um, the current ones, the 1.1s are available online. Now let's move into Ray-Ban Wayfarers. Um, these were created in 1952 by American designer Raymond Stigman. They were inspired by Cadillac tail fins and Eames chairs. It has a trapezoidal design and it, it really gave the purpose, they believe that the, they gave the purpose to give the wearer a look of a nice guy, but with a dangerous edge. And that fits so many of the characters that wore these sunglasses. You know, sometimes during the 1970s, Ray-Ban lost his popularity until the movies, The Blues Brothers debuted. Since then, Ray-Ban was in over 60 movies and television shows each year due to the deal that they struck with unique product placement in California. Ray-Bans have been worn by so many movie stars and musicians alike, such as Roy Orbison, Michael Jackson, Debbie Harry, Anna Wintour, and more. And, you know, also Ray-Bans were the centerpiece of Corey Hart's infamous song, Sunglasses at Night. You know that song, even though you don't think you know that song, but you know it. <laughs> So now we can move on to Giorgio Armani. So speaking of Wayfarers, the reason why I, I'm transitioning into Armani is that they released their own version of Ray-Ban Wayfarer style glasses. And the rapper Eazy-E was rarely seen without them. The style of the glasses were dubbed the Locs, which was a word derivative of a Spanish word, loco, meaning crazy. And they were a lot, you know, mainly worn by the Cholos and then LA gang members. Eazy-E consistently wore the Armani glasses. I don't think he took many photos without them at all. Um, so that's why I wanted to connect it to the Ray-Ban Wayfarers because it is a Ray-Ban Wayfarer style. I think almost every brand kind of makes a Wayfarer style. Um, next, we're going to get into Gucci's obsession with Elton John. And I think it's so dope. Um, most of the elaborate whimsical collection that we see of sunglasses that are coming out of Gucci, you know, of late under the helm of Alessandro Michel, we, I believe that is inspired by pop icon Elton John. Elton John has worn some of the most artistic and outrageous sunglasses over the years. Elton has claimed to own 250,000 pairs of sunglasses in his collection. 
Between his biopic and his three-year farewell tour, Gucci recreated some of Elton's most iconic glasses. You know, the rhinestone glasses, you have seen them square. Gucci has released, that was inspired by Elton John. The heart uh, sunglasses, that was inspired by Elton John. Gucci re-released those as well. There's one that has like webbed uh, shape around the top, um, maybe with like an oval shape. Elton John had a version of that with the jewel in the middle. Um, the palm tree sunglasses, complete um, recreation from Gucci from Elton John's original collection. So I love the just the creative aspect that Alessandro had brought in uh, with the sunglasses and really taking all of those Elton John designs and just recreating them. There's so many creative designs that are coming out of Gucci, especially with the sunglasses. Um, now, speaking of Gucci, let's talk about honorable mentions. So let's talk about the Dwayne Wing or flip-ups. So if you're like us and you watch the show Different World growing up, if not, it is on Amazon Prime. So do yourself a favor and check it out. Actor Kadeem Harnison's character, Dwayne Wayne, wore metal frame flip-up glasses. The top of the flip-ups were shaded and the bottom were prescription or maybe not. Um, either way, they were made, they made a huge pack on fashion and style to who those, you know, watch the show. Um, former basketball player Dwayne Wade paid tribute to his almost near namesake, Dwayne Wayne, <laughs> by wearing a pair to the NBA Finals press conference back in 2016. They were and still are such a cultural icon piece that Gucci remade them in two frame styles, uh, oversized square frames and oversized um, aviator. And it had like tortoiseshell underneath the, the base frame. Um, and then when you flipped up, the top part that flipped up was all black. And that was the shade. So again, another great item that Alessandro recreated um, was the Dwayne Wayne's or flip-up glasses. Um, now let's get into Chloe versus Gucci, rhinestone aviators. Um, these glasses I own. So this is why I want to talk about these. Uh, Jay-Z famously wore the Chloe heart frames in his I Just Want to Love You, Give It To Me video. He even referenced them in the song and the lyric. Um, I think he says, what do you say, me, you, and your Chloe glasses? <laughs> Gucci made their own version of the double Gs on the lens. Those are the ones that I bought because I, the Chloe glasses were so familiar. They were everywhere, uh, popular, they were everywhere. And I still have them. And I just didn't want what everybody had. So I went with the double Gs. But that definitely was like a hot pair of sunglasses at the time. It was crazy. Those glasses were everywhere. Now let's talk about Volpini's. Blinders, AKA shutter shades, AKA Venetian blind shade sunglasses. These glasses have a lot of AKs. Um, but if you grew up in the eighties, you may or may not have watched WWF wrestling. Um, and if you did, you're familiar with the character Macho Man Randy Savage. He wore Volpini shades when he was in character in the ring. Um, they also were featured in music videos by Simple Mind, Glittering Prize in 1982, and an emotion um, video Obsession in 1984. Um, and if anyone has listened to the old Kanye, um, you know back in his graduation album days, he wore a pair of Volpini type shades glasses that were white aviators that had Venetian blinds in each lens. He also wore them in the Stronger video and on tour. His version of the glasses were made by Elaine Mickley. Elaine Mickley also made the mask glasses worn by Missy Elliott in her Super Duper Fly video. If you remember those, they had rhinestones and it looked like a crown kind of going over to the top of her head, to the middle, to the back. Um, those were definitely iconic glasses as well. 
one of the people that you hear pop up a lot throughout this sunglass episode is Kanye West. And hate him or love him, he does have a way of driving the culture forward when it comes to fashion and style. So I will give him credit for that. I mean, he has an other certain issues, but that I will ha- absolutely give him credit for. Um, he is the person who wrote the lyrics, Sunglasses and Advil. So, and that was in um, Watch the Throne album with Jay-Z for No Church in the Wild. Um, and, you know, basically saying that, you know, sunglasses is something that you throw on when you're trying to cope. You know, maybe you're going through a tough time. Maybe you are, you want to look cool. Maybe you're trying to add to your outfit. Maybe that is the only expensive piece that you have and you want to, um, you know, look like one of your favorite hip hop artists or um, movie screen actors, you know, and you just want to transform. And I think sunglasses gives you that. So I hope we gave you a little insight into some of the most iconic sunglasses. Um, we're definitely going to put the photos up of the items on our Instagram page. Please visit that. And, you know, we just, we hope you like this tour. So if you realize some glasses that you may already own and you have some of these, bring them out. They're vintage. They are dope. They are, they're iconic. Um, and you have more style than you think. <laughs> But anyway, thank you for checking out this episode of Fashion Decipher, and we will speak to you next week. Hi guys, it's Sean. Make sure you visit our website, fashiondecipher.com, to get a visual on what we're talking to you about. Check out pics from events, of guest speakers, and exhibits. If you miss anything we post, you can visit our archives page. Also, while you're there, hit that subscribe button. Leave your email, and if you like, a comment. Tell us what you think or what you would want to hear on an upcoming episode. Don't forget to follow and friend Fashion Decipher on social media. Check out what we're up to. Speak with you next week.